Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. We are on 57 today, and we begin by talking about one of the most important things about our human nature, sleep. Sleep. We talk about the new way that people should be waking up. Ricks and I are already on the bus, and it is absolutely amazing. Oh, you just have to hear it. And then we talk about another great way to just relax, but... Weed! Is it being infringed by the federal government? Yes! <laughs> the dangers of Attorney General Jeff Sessions going after states' rights, even though he, as a conservative himself, supports states' rights. So crazy. Anyway, you're just going to have to hear it all unfold on this episode of Stream of Thought, number 57. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> I think it's because I just, like, get super, like, being super casual with it, like, sometimes on, Alright, so, super excited. first things first, okay. uh, first let's, things first, uh, let's, let's avoid immediately talking about weather, which we can talk to eventually, we can talk about eventually. Totally. So... I woke up this morning. I've been using the sleep app, the, the sleep cycle I app. was interested to hear how that's been right? going. I woke up this morning, and I thought to myself, fucking A, this thing is phenomenal. Isn't and oh, I was so... When I, I didn't get a text from you, so I was when wondering. I used it the first, when I used it the very first time, I was, like, so excited to go to bed. <laughs> and then the other night, I was so excited. I'm excited to go to bed. To use this thing. Isn't it crazy? And it it yeah. sucked because the other day, I wo- it woke me up, and like I felt really shitty, and I went back to bed because I was sick a little bit. Oh, you've so been like, sick too. Okay. Even, even though I got sleep, I didn't feel like I had slept. Yeah. Um, and I went back to bed. But... But it's just so subtle in waking you up. It just, and it's so crazy because when you naturally – because you know how sometimes before this app, like if you – let's say, for example, like I would have to be at work at 6. I would set my alarm for 5. I would sometimes wake up at 4.30 or 4 o'clock and I would wake up – In and, anticipation of the alarm I, going off, and, right? Well, I'd wake up and I'd be like, I'm kind of ready to start the day, but I don't have to be out of bed for another hour. So I'm just going to stay in bed. I go to sleep and then I wake up really groggy. Whereas, like, it's almost like when this thing, when you wake up within, like, five seconds, you, you kind of think you hear the alarm going off, and then yeah. it goes off. And it's like, yeah. how does this thing know that no, I'm, awake? I'm awake? It picks up the yeah. most minute mm-hmm. movement, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And it's just, it's so comforting having this alarm slowly, like, like, an opposite lullaby, like you yes, know, like, that is a you great off way instead to put of putting it. you down. Oh my god! Like wow, that I've never heard it summed up as succinctly I, as yes, that. Yeah, it's so it's like great. a reverse lullaby, absolutely. Yes. And I mean, I I cannot believe because I've just started using this for the past like two weeks now. I cannot believe that I totally neglected this app for years and years. I pushed this pushed <laughs> it like three years ago, and then used it for maybe. Six months or so, forgot about it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and, you know, 2018 is coming up, yeah. I'm going to try and make lifestyle changes. One of the things that I really want to improve is just my sleep sleep quality. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let's give it a shot again. I start using it along with Fitbit of, like, sleep cycles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I'm like, I wake up refreshed. I'm ready to go the entire day. I have energy all day long, and... I I feel like it's the Stone Age versus the modern era, whereas, like, the Stone Age is just the, the your set alarm, right? You, yeah. you set your alarm for 6.30, and it's going to hit you like a hammer no matter yeah, where you sucks. are in that sleep cycle. And you could be 
dead, dead yeah. sleep. You could be in deep sleep, yeah. and it'll wake you up, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is the worst. Yeah. And then you get this sleep cycle, and it's like, nope, I'm going to let you sleep through that deep sleep, and it's only going to last another 15 minutes. I'm going to rise you out of that and just bring you gently back into the world of the living, and it is just it's a game changer, dude. It's just like the, I'm so glad to hear it. It's a it's game work, changer it's for sure. For oh my goodness! And just the the difference that anywhere from I mean I don't know, twelve to fifteen minutes to twenty I don't know like I like just yeah the, just the a cycle is about thirty minutes. The so tiny it's like difference. It's got there. such a huge like ripple effect of just if you wake up just you know anywhere from obviously it's a 30 minute window but i mean let's say 10 to 12 minutes sooner or later than you normally would how much of a difference that would make in your energy and refreshness it's it's it is totally remarkable and and the fact that more people i can't imagine the more people i cannot believe people are not talking about this more no that there there is technology out there especially in your smartphones to be able to give you that perfect night's sleep in a sense of it will wake you up at that ideal time, which is the most important thing about sleep, is not to get woken up at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, and so ah, that makes me so happy to hear that. I uh, I snored. I said a thing, or I think it was last night. Oh, like, so it, it recorded your snore. You do snore. I thought okay. Stuff like, well, it's only happened. I've used it four times now. I think, and it's only three, recorded three like once or twice. it's only recorded one time. Okay, I saw the so you're not snore really recording. Snoring. It's like, mm, I don't know about that. And I hit it, and I hear myself snore, and I was like, I didn't know I snored. Obviously, I can't hear myself <laughs> snore, but no one, like, growing up with my brother, it, like, we growing up sharing the same room for, until I was about 17, and, like, when you're on vacation, and, you know, you're in the same hotel room as family members and stuff, like, no one's ever told me, like, oh, your snoring is a problem, or, or I was hearing you snore. Like, yeah. I just never I've never been me. told that I've snored, yeah. ever, in my life. It was only until I started using this that I realized, yeah. oh, I guess I do. But it's only brief, right? It's only, like, less than ten minutes or whatever p- intervals. And it's like, oh, that's so interesting. These little subtle yeah. things that you don't reali- realize about your sleep pattern. It's like, I, wow, I had no idea. And to hear yourself snore, too, that's kind of surreal as well. Because yeah. you're like, you never... You, Obviously, you're asleep, so you would never hear yourself snore. But when you do the playback, it's like, oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. And to be able to see when it occurs and how long it occurs mm-hmm. and what it sounds like, it is, yeah, man. So I'm glad. Very, so have you glad. have you been feeling uh, energized and rejuvenated more so than? Uh, well, I've only used it, I think, now four times, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe three times. And the one time that I used it, I felt shitty all day because I was sick. Yes. So I really haven't acquired enough data, data to, to tell you. To. So it's been three – I've used it three times. How many hours of sleep does it record you having? Uh, let's see here. Average time, seven hours and 17 minutes. Oh, man. You get solid sleep, dude. I mean I have been More going to bed. More than six hours. Like, That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean I only have three days. It sucks because under the trends, it's like must acquire at least five nights of data before this can be displayed. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm almost there. One more night. Yeah, a few more nights. This is, And then you look at the graph, and you're just like, what? What? Yeah, to be able to be like, it senses when you're moving. It senses those those body twitches, your breathing patterns. It, like, recognizes all of it. And it, On one hand, you know, I, I think about someone like my mom, who's like, you know, your phone is listening to you all the time. That's kind of creepy kind of thing. But then I think about the modern generation we're in right now. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, everything is recording us all the time. Why not utilize this to our best benefit? Well, the one night it was, because it says in the app, like, it's 
somehow it will not pick up the movement of your partner or noise in the background. So I'm like, good, because a car alarm went off when I was trying to go to bed, and it was going off for several minutes, which seems like forever. Yes. It's like, what the hell? And I got up to see where this car was, and of course when I get out of bed to look, then the person like turns the alarm off. And then I hear this dog barking. Like, what the hell? Why is this dog barking? And it's barking, it's barking. I'm like, who is walking their dog right now? It's zero degrees outside. Why is someone walking there? And the dog kept barking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so then I got worried because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, is this a stray dog? Did someone, like, this dog wants to just go in someone's house and they forgot about it? And so I'm, like, looking outside to try and figure out where it is. Of course, when I I get out of bed, again, when I get out of bed, several minutes of this dog barking, I get out of bed, then I stop hearing it. Like oh god damn it! So then I go back in bed. So it's like these two instances where like this noise is being made. I mm-hmm. get out of bed, look out my window to see what's going on, and the second I get out of bed after several minutes of waiting, mm-hmm. it stops. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! By the way, there was a Glendale Heights couple to the north of us that got charged with uh, murder of their dog for leaving them outside in the cold. Really? Yeah, it was it was on the patch like when their headline news that's stories. Sad. But, yeah, that's sad. But anyway, I just thought that was a fun. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then the fact too that it really because there have been I've been trying as a way to improve my sleep quality. It recommends turning off all you know external noises and stuff like that. I, I used to go to bed falling falling asleep to watching YouTube or TV uh, or something like that. And well, it's great because. Because I have it face, like it says, face down. Face I don't want to fuck it up. Exactly. It keeps me from looking at my phone when I can't sleep. Exactly. Yeah, and so I, like, I've taken to turning off my TV or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even if it's on or even if I have the heater on downstairs because it's so goddamn cold, <laughs> that it will ignore that noise and still be able to pick up, like, yeah. snoring or stuff like that. And it recognizes it immediately and is able to record it. And I'm just like... How in the world has technology become so convenient that it's able to analyze our sleep patterns from a phone that is like a foot away from us on on a desk or on a thing and is able to pick up that and not pick up all these other noises and still be able to sense our perfect sleep I saw this video of this Japanese guy um, who did a few crazy things, like super innovative guy, and he invented this device that, no joke, it, I don't know how to describe it, it it looks like a like a thick marker almost, but it's all white, and it's a translator that would translate Japanese to English, right? Really? So you just speak into it, and then it plays back what the person said, but it translates it oh, wow. word for word. Okay. It does. I don't know for how many. I I think this does does it now for almost every language. What? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like dude. Like, it's just a device that you can have. You can speak English into it, I imagine, too, and then play it back in Turkish or play it back in, See, like... I knew that they were developing, like, prototype technology yeah. to be able to do that. I didn't know it was, like, commercially available at this point to some sort I've, of I saw, like, a 30-second minute video on it. I don't know anything about it other than that. Yeah, the I fact that they're... they're, they're about it, but but the fact that they're, they're, that that they're making commercials about it right now is pretty impressive, right? I don't think it was... I, I don't know if it was, like, a commercial, per se... But it doesn't need to become, but like there is, demonstrations there, and yes, things like yes. that. And it's like, man, dude, like, I, I mean, <laughs> how close are we to that artificial intelligence I mean, gaining do you remember, sentience? Type do you remember thing? too? Uh, and I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was still present in the 90s, like crazy, like tech stuff talking into <laughs> your watch, you know? Yeah. 
like and phone talk and other stuff and it's becoming a Where, reality well uh, you know you you think it was star trek and stuff like that and i was actually talking about ray uh, i was talking with ray about this uh this past week and we were just talking about the the advancements of technology and how flip phones were a thing in star trek before they were ever a thing in real life really yeah they I never watched star trek i never did either but i'm assuming that you know the, the spock the transmitters and stuff yeah. like that it was it was a device a communications device that they would flip open and talk into and it was this sort of prototype design that ended up translating its way into the first you know razor phones and flip phones and stuff like that yeah so you see these sort of sci-fi imaginations of what, what technology could be and you wonder how much of these like TV show type uh, portrayals of technology translates into the way that developers design technology these yeah. days. Because like this, is, this in my mind would be the best way to try and communicate with people, right? Yeah. A flip phone. Like, how cool is that concept? Well, they were. Uh, I was watching Ocean's Eleven the other night. On TV, Great movie. And, one of my uh, favorite. Love that movie. Oh, such a good one. And they. Are using, uh, by like, the way, flip phone. they're they're coming out. With, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, with the, the women's with version, a women's right? version. It's yeah. I think it's Ocean's Eight or something or yeah, like yeah. Some, I, Ocean's like Eight. That. Ocean's I Nine. About that. But yeah. Anyway, go on. Um. Anyway, there's like flip phones in it, and there's a scene when the phone is ringing, and uh, Julia Roberts is like. I don't have a cell phone. I, I, I was like, what? That's crazy. Because this movie was made in 2001. So back then, which doesn't seem like that long ago, like still cell phones weren't I mean, we were what, even fifth, a common thing in 2006, grade. 2007. Yeah. They were just becoming like more popular. But like to be like an adult and not have a cell phone was totally normal. Yeah, absolutely. You're I think trying. my mom's first cell phone, well, she had one in the 80s. It had like a, a like the briefcase was like the battery, you know? She oh, had one of those old yeah. school ones, but um, the one that she had, it, it was like 2000, 2001, it was a flip phone where you pull out the antenna and it was, it looked like a calculator because it only had that, a black bar, a digital bar that showed you what the numbers were that you typed and it was only a keypad, it was a keypad with a green button and a red button and then just a digital screen similar to a calculator that would show you the numbers that would that would you could type. There was no menu. There was nothing. Just dial the number, hit green to make the phone call, hit red to end the phone call. Huh. And that was it. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. Much a, what, what a simpler day and age. But now we have what we have, and we're able to literally control our sleep patterns in a way that optimizes our, our general effectiveness. And there are so many other apps that I haven't even begun to explore when it comes to things of optimizing our daily well, effectiveness based was, off of the simple technology. I was thinking about that because I'm still rocking the iPhone, the 5 regular, iPhone 5 circa 2013, which may as well be 10 years ago oh, in terms I know, of technology, dude. 20 years ago The maybe. fact that you, the sleep cycle still works yeah. with that is great, though. And I, I really don't have very many apps also because the phone the ios uses so much space and power that i don't have i can't really afford to have other apps because it might slow down my phone yeah and i'm just not the type of person also that just like goes on apps all day no unless it's instagram but uh (laughs) yeah i totally want to know after now having using the sleep cycle i think to myself wait a minute what else is out there what else am i missing out on because i remember I got an iPhone for the first time in 2011, mm. so it 
was several years since it came out. I mean, when it came out, it was like super expensive and a new thing. But 2011, they were fairly common, you know, and I still hadn't had one yet. And I got the iPhone. I was like, wow, I can't believe I was missing out on this device. And now I'm thinking like, what other apps are there that I don't know about that I could totally utilize to optimize my day? I mean, my recommendation for the initial like, what other things are there? Nice. You just spilled spilled shit all all over over yourself. (laughs) Uh, Is... The I mean, really, and this is only because I'm using it on a daily basis. I don't actually have it on right now, but my Fitbit is one of those things where you're like, oh, this is awesome to keep track of just your daily physical, like, like you, you get to know your body mm-hmm. so much better, and, and it makes you aware of, like, oh, okay, like, this is just general patterns of behavior, right? Like, if, if you tend to exert more energy at a certain time or another, you can see, like, when 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 you work out. Because it's like, okay, so I worked out three times this week. Yeah. Well, at what point did you work out? How long, like, what was your most effective time during the day, you know, when you worked out during those periods? Yeah. And you, you accumulate more and more data. And that's why, like, all these apps are for long-term, like, accumulation of your general behavioral patterns. It makes you aware of it. And then you get to see it's like, oh, well, it seems like this is more effective or whatever. And you modify your behaviors just slightly. Like, I don't even realize that I've modified my behaviors, like, a little bit yeah. since the beginning of the new year. But it's made a remarkable impact in just my my energy level, my effectiveness, my, like, ability to just operate and know my body just that much better. And it's a, an incredible concept. The thing that I want that I don't really know... If it's uh, it wouldn't something that would not cost like a ton of money is like the of like um, what weight and cholesterol oh, dude, and all I those other things that. of like the internal stuff that. like digestive tract stuff like all that sort of stuff I feel like would be super valuable to also have that information sort of compile and be like oh you're not eating as healthy as you possibly could yeah. be oh you you know you ate uh, you ate a ton of frozen food this you week or something like that you need a more vitamins exactly your you know blood samples or I mean whatever it is but I feel like we're getting so close to that that it's going to become an affordable commodity that is essential to helping us live the most healthy life that we're able to. They have, I think, scales that can detect how much body fat or water... There are Fitbits that are able to do that, that are able to sense those things in your body without actually, like, poking... Like, taking blood out of you or, like, forcing you to, like, excrete anything that, like, does it. It just simply senses in your arm or whatever the stuff that's going through there, and it gives you a representation of how your body operates. It's uh, so crazy. It's wild. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad to hear, though. I'm so glad to hear that. It's been... That, uh, and I can't imagine... It's so enjoyable. It's, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I got to <laughs> tell my dad about it. My dad would love it. He wakes up, I think, without an alarm. Like, he just naturally wakes up. I, and I told, I told my mom, too, because I feel like the, the generation above us, our parents' generation, anyway, is one where they're super resistant to allowing this technology to, like monitor them because yeah. there's this fear of you know whatever like giving too much information to the internets they don't yeah. want to do that because of the fear of the individual like privacy issues and all that but i told my mom it's like you know she wakes up at anywhere between four o'clock in the morning and five thirty. so it's like if you're able if you were able to like understand your sleep patterns or whatever like it reduces anxiety it reduces that stress of like am i going to wake up is my alarm not going to go off all that sort of thing it just goes up and it solves all those issues i just couldn't believe when i woke up 
I mean, I knew this, it was the optimal time to wake up and granted, I was just like, uh, just like a little bit sleepy, but it did not take very long at all for me to become totally alert and 100% awake. And so much better than an alarm clock yeah. that will just wake you up and you'll be like, ah, go to sleep, hit the, hit really the 15 is, minute. The alarm uh, clock really is just a stone, stone age, age Device, device. Yes. absolutely. Gosh. It's and you think of your, you think how how did we ever live in such a such a, a crude and barbarian yes. era of yes. of the alarm clock? What is what this alarm clock that you talk about? And have you noticed that the sound that the the sleep cycle plays to wake it's you up? So it's like yeah, it's so gentle, and it starts out really really soft, and it goes up, and it's just very it's very smooth. It's just like oh, it's great. It's it's kind of a joy waking up actually in the morning. Yeah. It it really is. I mean, even if I've had a couple of nights that are only you know four and a half to five hours of sleep, I'm still fine. I'm still fine because it wakes me up at that peak, and it's like well, you know what? I'm a little tired, but I'm gonna go to bed a little bit early the next night. Sometimes, like when I'm charging my phone, it's on the other side of my room where the outlet is, and uh, when I wake up, I like it's so fucking loud. I'm sitting there, and then, like, my eyes just completely open up, and, like, all of a sudden, it's just, like, this surge of energy, this, this unhealthy amount of this Adrenaline and, 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 yes, and alertness that my body just, I'm immediately awake from the sound when I shouldn't be, and I rush over to turn it off because it's so loud, and then, like, a couple seconds go by, and the, the, the sound is off, and my body, like, the adrenaline just goes down, and yes. it's like... Oh, okay. Oh, crap. I just... Oh, this sucks. <laughs> like, oh, I, Yeah. I could talk about this app forever. This I know. Yeah, it's, it is it is wonderful, and I think that it, it is really something that is readily available to people. You have, what, a 30-day free trial of, yeah. like, how to use it. I would say anybody who has the opportunity, who has a smartphone, should at least think try it out. When I... Well, I have the trial, and then um, it's 30 bucks a year after that, and... The very first day when I woke up, when it gently woke me up, I took it off the nightstand and immediately I put it in my pocket. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look at this when I'm eating breakfast. And like 20 minutes later, I'm, you know, I take it out and I look at it. And the second I look at the graph, I think to myself, I, this is totally worth 30 bucks a year. I'm going to pay. I'm totally yeah. worth it. Like I haven't even explored it. I just, the minute I looked at it, I was immediately just connected to this that I could see my data and the fact that it just gently woke me up and like, this is totally worth it. Yeah, this is the, totally worth it. Two pennies a day, basically, yeah. is what it, I think it comes out to, right? Something about that. Yeah. But it's great. Um, so I have I have two topics. I'll okay. let you – okay. uh, this will be choose your own adventure. I was adventure. about to ask. Do you want to keep talking about sleep or do you want to change it up? No, okay. we can totally change it up. Yeah, no, let's change um, it up. I, I will we'll do a choose your own adventure. I have two topics that I'm more than happy to engage with, both of which are kind of contemporary events. Uh, one, <laughs> I'm going to be very vague about this. So racism or pot? Oh, I have to pick the topic? Yeah, racism or pot. Weed, for sure. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> Jeff Sessions, uh, I don't know if you heard this. He, he is uh, the Attorney General of the United States. He, do you know what the Attorney General is? He's like, oh, do you know what the, <laughs> I was going to keep going. I'm, I'm like on a yeah. roll right now. Yeah. What is the Attorney General? <laughs> I'll get your feedback. Know. You don't know? He's the Chief Law Enforcement Officer in the United States. Basically, he's the one who directs 
all law uh, FBI, okay. like law like national law enforcement stuff like that. And <laughs> he so the is the attorney general the one that's got the warnings on the cigarettes and. In no, the, that's the sur- surgeon, surgeon general. general. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, not quite. The law, <laughs> law enforcement and health are two two separate departments. <laughs> I couldn't remember. And so this may cause drowsiness. This, this may okay. cause drowsiness. Jeff Sessions. Yeah, he's like attacking weed now, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yes, and so the the story is is that we'll go back to the Obama era Justice Department. They decided. That toward, uh, I think it was in his Obama second term, his attorney general, Eric Holder, I want to say. I don't know. They were all saying pretty much like, yeah, weed is, is federally illegal. However, states do have rights. So at the time, we're just – this is going to be suspended. We're not going to really spend any time or, or money on trying to enforce this because it's not necessarily like a huge concern. But – you know, there are bigger and more important things to worry about. So the feds, yeah, right. Yeah. So the attorney general has control over the feds. And exactly that. Obama, the Obama, or the, they're two separate. Like, the Justice Department tends to be separate from the political operations of the White House. Okay. So it's like two separate entities or whatever. And there's sometimes a little bit of conflict or whatever. But we, in America, we like to think of the Justice Department as its own separate independent entity able to function outside of the politics of the White House and Congress. They're able to deal with enforcing laws and stuff like that. And so, you're right. During the Obama administration, they said, we are we are putting out a statement that says federal resources are not going to go towards enforcing this uh, uh, national ban on weed for states that have legalized it. So it's like, leave the states alone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then Trump gets elected. He appoints Jeff Sessions as the attorney general. And Jeff Sessions goes before Congress because all cabinet-level appointees have to go through confirmation process in the United States Senate in order to be confirmed. And so senators are able to ask questions about, like, what are your intentions when you take on this job? Like, what do you plan to do? And one of the questions that Jeff Sessions was asked when he was when he was nominated was, what will you do about states that have legalized marijuana, and uh, how will you deal with that in regards to the national level? And he said, well, I believe in states' rights, so states can do what they will. And they said, oh, okay, that, like, that's a typical response that people would expect. For whatever reason, he decided to renege on that promise that he had made or his, the claim that he had made to the United States Senate during his confirmation and said, actually, now we're going to reinforce the ban and we're going to actually increase resources and increase the amount of money we spend to uh, – give federal law enforcement authority to go into states that have legalized marijuana and try and shut them down. Mm-hmm. So all of these states like Colorado, California, California now has can I think it's Alaska this year. Alaska this year. is re- recreational as well, mm-hmm. a super red state. But so it's not so much the individual use. They're not the Jeff Sessions did not is not he, he in theory he would like to throw anyone who uses marijuana in jail. Like that's his that's that is his sort of end game, mm-hmm. but the way that he gets there is that right now they're attacking marijuana growers, and so his attitude is well actually 
you know what, because it's nationally illegal, now we're going to pour more resources into the federal authorities going into these states where they've legalized marijuana, and we're going to attack these marijuana growers to try and cripple this growing industry. And there's this sort of bewilderment because conservative ideology, the the core concept of Republican ideology is one that says states should be able to dictate and govern as they will, right? States' rights Mm -hmm. is a core Republican ideology. However, in this instance, they said that doesn't matter. Like, all that matters is, you know, it, and the odd part is, is that no one can quite understand what, what the attorney general's, um, passion against weed use is, but he's like, weed, using weed is equivalent, and he said this in, recently, in the past week, that using marijuana is equivalent to using heroin, that there's no distinction between heroin right. and weed, and there's this, uh, there's this confusion among a lot of these states, including a lot of Republicans who have come out and, and said that they cannot, in good conscience, as conservatives, say that this is a good idea. They cannot defend this this uh, decision by the attorney general to use resources to attack states for doing their own thing. And we see this sort of um, tension between, uh, I think, the myth of misuse of marijuana mm-hmm. and the consequences and the reality of marijuana fundamentally is safer and uh, a I mean, there's no intoxicant that's like a good intoxicant right. or anything, but but all data taken into consideration, marijuana is significantly safer and uh, a, a better choice of recreation re- recreational drug than, say, alcohol, for example. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there's a stigma, there's a myth attached to the fact that, like, weed, like, weed equals heroin kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what, what your thoughts necessarily – because Illinois is coming to the point where we're probably going to re- uh, legalize recreational marijuana within the next five years. It's going to be legal for sure. You're going to have dispensaries and stuff like that popping up there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean because you've been to Colorado. You've, yeah. like, you've been to Cali. Like, that you, was you, weird. You've, you've been to states where it's legal to walk down the street and see people smoking a it joint. It was so weird. Like, I went into a dispensary to go buy weed. It was so weird walking into a business to buy a weed instead of like, you know, meeting a dealer some, on the street or something, going in some yeah. alley or going to someone's <laughs> house or like picking someone up and like riding around the block or something like super shady. Like Where that. you feel you like you're doing something wrong and here you're walking into a, a, an, a business establishment yeah. and you're like, well, and the business owner is like, you know, lots of sunlight pouring in. There's like the business owner comes like, oh, look at, oh, look at all these different products we have. Yeah. We're getting new shipments in. Like, it you know. It was so weird. And you know what? I thought I didn't. I didn't like it as much as I, it was a novelty for me. Like, oh, this is interesting. This is pretty neat. neat. I'd still prefer to buy weed from someone off the street. Really? Yes. Well, why? Why is that? It's cheaper. You At think least so? When I was in Colorado, it was more expensive to buy. I mean, to buy those products, and like also like that you could buy chocolate and like weed drinks and stuff and and that. And it is you have to spend a little bit more money for that, but it's so much more. Uh, and I, especially too, because in Colorado, buying weed from people is way cheaper than buying weed from people here in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Like yeah. typically, you know, like it's like for the most part, like 20 bucks for a gram 
at most 60 for an eighth and never pay more than 60, 50 to 60 for an eighth. Out there, it would be so, you get like a, a, an eighth for like 20 or maybe 30 bucks. It's because they just grow it out there. It's so much cheaper. And in the stores, they need to make money, you know. So I found myself paying equivalent or slightly more than if I was buying something on the street. Oh, wow. Really? Now, I think that that has changed over the past couple of years. Because when when was the last time you now, went to... I've only done this twice. Yeah, yeah. the same trip. I went to two different places. And this was, what, a year or two ago? This is, like, ago? almost two years ago. Two years this ago. This was two years ago. Okay. So... 538, which is a... Have you ever heard... I've talked about 538 before, but I don't know if you know what they are. No. It's a... um, Like a data-driven news organization. So they take lots of data points and put them together and make sense of them. Like they process data, basically. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And in this instance, they had a recent article, I think it was about a week ago, really worth checking out. But it shows the graph of the cost... Of the bulk cost of production and sales, sale profits of marijuana. And it shows uh, over the past three years, I I can't remember uh, what year it was that it became legal in the first state. What what was the first state that legalized marijuana? Uh, Maybe... Maybe Washington. Yeah, Washington, Colorado, something like that. And four years ago, maybe. So it started the it started the accumulation of data from the from the time the first state legalized marijuana up until today's Mm -hmm. present. And it said that yeah, you had the 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 retail cost versus the wholesale cost to producers to be able to purchase this. And so for an eighth, for example, it was it was the typical like it was forty dollars for an eighth retail and. Uh, something like eight dollars to produce, okay. and then over the years you have, like, over the past three or four years, you have the graphs going down because there's more retailers have popped up all over the place, and so you have a lot of people who have who have lived in these states that have legalized marijuana that have decided, oh, this is a lucrative potential business opportunity. I'm going to sell my stuff and invest in a small marijuana growing facility, mm-hmm. and. As a result, you have this this influx of marijuana growers in all of these states that have significantly decreased, like, it's the supply-demand issue, right? So with the increase of supply, dramatic, dramatic drop in the amount that they charge. And they said, on average, I think it's in Colorado, that it dropped from, like, $40 four years ago down to 8 to $10. Wow. For an eighth, un- but the wholesale cost has dro- only dropped from like eight dollars to produce four years ago down mm-hmm. to like six dollars to produce now, and so the margin of profit is so small that only these like large marijuana growing farms are able to make any sort of significant profit. And you have all these people like four years ago who were like, this would be a great investment, that are really struggling to make ends meet now because they've misjudged like. <laughs> These these mass markets that have they can't compete with it anymore. Like yeah. it, now that it's legal and it's it's like the beer industry or any other sort of uh, recreational industry that it becomes legal and there's an influx of businesses and those that survive are the ones that have the greatest supply, mm-hmm. like the most mass yeah. that they're able to minimize their losses and do the wholesale thing. You think about um, Amazon buying uh, Whole Foods or whatever it was, yeah. and the it, it's just 
the mass. Like you can't you you can't compete with these mega corporations. And so while people thought it would be a great idea to be like, oh, marijuana is legal, like I'm gonna get into the business now, it's like, oh no, there are corporations yeah. that have have seen this coming and they were just waiting. They yeah. were just waiting to jump in there. And so it's great for the customers because the customers only have to pay now 10, 10 bucks or so for an eighth. And it's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane from the amount of costs that, that it used to be buying it illegally, illegally off the street where you were saying it's like $60 for an eighth or whatever like that. It's way too now crazy. you go to Colorado, $10. Um, and going backwards, because I never, I realized I never answered your your question when you when you talked about Jeff Sessions, and you said, "What do you think about that?" And then I immediately went to my experience of when I was buying weed in a dispensary. Um, for sure, people, there's so many benefits to having hemp and marijuana in the economy. The people that are so like gung ho against marijuana are one of two types of people: either a, they're in complete denial. And cannot accept the benefits, and for whatever reason, they just refuse to see the truth. Or B, they have an ulterior motive, and they have an agenda in which the legalization or use recreational use of weed and hemp among businesses would hurt them in some shape or fashion. Well, that's part of the reason why marijuana hasn't become legal sooner, is because despite all of the medical evidence to the contrary saying that it is significantly safer than like alcohol or other intoxicants or whatever, uh, that there's been this stigma surrounding it. Right. And so it was so funny because as we were writing over, I was just flipping through the news and that one of the trending pieces from Fox news, which is super opposed. They're basically saying, if you smoke pot, you're a degenerate liberal, like you, you are the worst person in the world. And so this opinion piece says pot is dangerous, not funny. A doctor tells us why. And here, here are their reasons without any evidence or stats. This is just them throwing out there. But this is this is the case that they tend to make. Um, breathing problems. Smoke irritates the lungs. Well, fuck. I mean, if that's the case, make cigarettes illegal. Yeah, like, so cigarettes are... Fucking pollen. Yeah. Next, next uh, bullet point. Uh, <laughs> next, next bullet point. Increased heart rate. Pot can raise a person's heart rate up to three hours after smoking, which means you're more likely for a heart attack. Oh, Really? When is the last time that you heard of somebody dying of a heart attack after smoking pot? Never. Never. No. There's and again, there's Never. no statistical evidence. This is just a doctor, quote unquote, yeah. doctor saying this. Next one: harm to unborn baby, un, unborn babies. Women using marijuana during pregnancy have children with lower birth weight, et cetera, et cetera. Well, fuck yeah! Like it doesn't matter what substance you're using. If you're pregnant and you're using, if you take Advil or Aleve, like on a daily basis, that's yeah. going to have the same sort of impact. Yeah. But they're equating that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, next one. <laughs> Intense nausea and vomiting. Those who those who are long-term regular users of ma- marijuana may develop cannabinoid uh, hypermemnous syndrome where they ex- experience cycles of severe nausea, vomiting, and dehydration. No. No. I, again... No statistically insignificant in regards to their objections. Next one. Temporary hallucinations and paranoia. There is no... It's just a bullet point. There's no further explanation on that. Yeah. Okay, have you heard of that? Like, if it's mixed with cocaine or heroin or something crazy (laughs) like that, sure. (laughs) Increased uh, temporary hallucinations and paranoia. Why not? I'd say those, though, that's... 
that's kind of true, but it's temporary and it's very mild. It's not like the way they're trying to. So hallucinations, off. though, hallucinations. Hallucinations, not in the sense that people would typically think. I think that's a misrepresentation yes. Yes. of what a hallucination yes. okay. actually Agreed. is. Yes. Other mental health and behavioral problems: schizophrenia, and uh, and cancer. So <laughs> it's um, like, oh my god, wow! I'm, they are literally just making shit up now and you saying need to uh, check out the movie uh, Reefer Madness. I have it recorded on my DVR. This, uh-huh. this film was made in, I think it was made like in the late 30s or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. I can't recall. It's called Reefer Madness. And there's a scene, I believe, where th- the parents got so high, they forgot their baby in the bathtub and the baby drowned. And like, it's this huge, just complete. Fabric- Mi- mischaracterization yes. of what and fabrication of facts, quote unquote facts. It was an alternate truth back in the day before alternate truth was a thing. Ah! You know, <laughs> yeah. But Thank now you. I really yeah. want to watch it because it's one yeah. of those things where it's like if you smoke, you're you will be responsible for killing your friend. Like it's <laughs> completely arbitrary statements and misrepresentations of what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So now I definitely want to check it out. And uh, and watch it because I've been it's been on my DVR. I've been watching a lot of Twilight Zone lately, but I <laughs> nice, want to check it out nice. now for sure. Well, and that's the other thing too is that Ray is this huge, huge opponent of legalizing legalizing marijuana because he's like, well, you legalize marijuana, what's next? They're going to legalize heroin and cocaine. Like marijuana is so much deadlier than everything else. I said, there's an, I've I've had a converse, I've had many conversations with him that have, that I've said. If you if you are so opposed to the legalization of marijuana, then why aren't you for making alcohol illegal? Yeah. There are so many more deaths and tragedies that are caused by alcohol than there are by marijuana. How many how many deaths have resulted because of the ingestion of marijuana? Right? Like smoking marijuana, zero, right? Yeah. Like the cause of like car accidents and, and tragedies and stuff minimal. like that, minimal compared to the amount that, that alcohol causes. And so you look look at that in the context. It's like you're literally just going off of stereotypes and myths, like because it fits your political ideology, yeah. and it makes no sense when you look at the context of marijuana as a significantly safer alternative to a recreational, like drug, like a, a mind altering substance than it is any other substance that 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 is out there. That's true. And I'm not saying that, like, it's a good thing, right? I'm not saying that, like, you should go out and smoke marijuana or anything like that. But when it comes to the the tension between alcohol consumption, marijuana consumption, conflating that with heroin and cocaine, it's like that's just wrong because it's making the public less informed. It's making them more ignorant. It's making them, like, fail to understand that there is a significant difference between these different types of substances. It's like saying um, – you know, taking like codeine is the same as taking, you know, an Advil or something like that. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, if you, if you take 10 Advil or you take an entire bottle of like cough syrup, like the, the effects are going to be different. If you take 10 Advil, it's going to make you sick and vomit it all up. Yeah. If you take codeine, it's going to like fuck you up in other ways. It's just like, they're trying to compare apples and oranges and, and saying that, you know, an apple is an orange and an orange is an apple. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, no, no, that is not true at all. And I wonder, I wonder if it's a generational thing and it, these people will just die well, out. This is what I was thinking but, too, because imagine all the people that were 
our age or younger in the 60s, right? Those people are probably like in their 70s. But what it is is, you know, there's just a bunch of stiffs out there, man. There's a lot of people that are just well, oh. stiff and are have stiff and coarse personalities, and for whatever reason, they're not open minded, and they got a metal rod up their ass, <laughs> and they're pissed off, and they just happen to have a little bit of power or happen to have a voice, and they're letting the whole world know what their opinion is on it, and they don't give a damn about what other people's opinions are or what the facts are. They just want to scream and shout as loud as they can until they're fucking dead. Dude, that is so true. That is so true. And with Ray, like, with Ray for example, and I think a lot of people are like this. I think Ray is a good anecdotal example, but he's like, well, you know, I've worked with a couple of people, and they smoked weed, and they're just total dummies, like, and they just, the weed made them stupid. And I said, like, okay, well, let's look into that further. And the more that I pushed, it's like, okay, well, those people who had excessive weed use, like, when they were in their teens or whatever, while their brains were still forming, of course, if you're a young person and you're doing drugs or you're drinking or whatever before the age of, like, 25. Excess of anything. Excess of anything, especially while your brain is developing, it's going to fuck you up, like, long term. But that's the same with drinking. Like, your brain is not going to form properly if you start drinking at the age of 16. Yeah. Like... And and so he attributes the marijuana use to as the cause of of people being stupid. And so I, I I try to probe further, and I'm asking him, well, okay, so these people that you know that smoke marijuana, like, did they do any other drugs? Like, well, yeah, they did cocaine and heroin and stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're not taking that into account? <laughs> like, you're just taking you're, – you're, you're attributing – like, and they drank too. So, like, well, you're just attributing it to marijuana. It's like all these other causes, but it's like when you when you break it apart, people's stereotypes tend to fall apart. And they cannot hold up under scrutiny. They, it can't. Yeah. Medically, it cannot hold up under scrutiny, but it just feels right. Because that's the narrative that has been told for generations, like, post-60s, like, hippie era. This is bad. Like, this will this will be the death of you. Like, more than heroin, more than booze, more than cocaine, more than LSD, more than meth. Like, this will be your downfall. Yeah. And it's like, that's such bullshit. Like, there's no scientific evidence there to actually back up that claim whatsoever. And yet they persist. They persist to say, it doesn't matter what scientific evidence is out there. They're all liars. I know from my personal experience, this person smoked marijuana once, and they're all fucked up now. It's the ego protecting itself from deconstruction. Yeah, that's, a well, that's a well way to put it, man. Yeah. Man. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Holy cow, Whether dude. people realize it or not, it's there. That's why the truth is such a hard pill to swallow, because it's the ego protecting itself from deconstruction. But that is that is the challenge, though, that we end up going back to over and over and over again, is the one where, like, you pick and choose your reality. It's like the choose-your-own-adventure, right? Yeah. Like, I chose, I gave you the options of, like, what, what topics we could go on, what <laughs> yeah. topic I wanted to go on tonight. It's like, pick your choose-your-own-adventure. Like, well, if you don't like this, well, then I'll just go with the other, you know, thing and, and assume that that's sort of reality as, as we... As we yeah. perceive it. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. Like, if it makes me feel good, it makes me feel right and justified in my claims and beliefs, then yeah, I'm totally going to embrace that, right? And I think that's just human nature. Yeah, I agree. That was a pretty solid topic. Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest because uh, for me, it, it just seems like my anger, I think, 
arises out of the fact that it's so contrary to this conservative ideology and the belief that states should have their own rights and states should govern. Like, that was the fundamental argument for the Civil War, which, by the way, Jeff Sessions is all opposed to, like, banning brown and black people from coming in the country. He's he's all for European immigration. Like, he's pro-European. Like, if there's white people coming in the country, that's good. <laughs> but he is... He is one hundred percent. Literally has a different color skin. Anyone who has, and he's not even shy about disguising that. Like he is, he is about as blatantly racist as a public official in today's era can possibly be. And so for him, it's like slavery was a good thing because states' rights. And here he's saying wow. marijuana is a bad thing because stuff. Like yeah. there's no there's no consistency in the argument, and that just. It, it, it if, sort of drives me nuts. If marijuana becomes legal, all the Mexicans and blacks are going to rape our women. Absolutely. That is his thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, you... you Shut the, up, Jesse. The degradation of all American society. The degradation, it. let me tell you, the degradation of American society comes from people exactly like him who are closed-minded, ignorant fuckholes yeah. who cannot <laughs> understand, who cannot understand their own political biases or their political agendas and end up driving... Driving their own base and their own people into believing something that is simply not true, and then, you know, I mean, what what do we do in an instance like that? Do we just wait for them to die and like hope that that we have I a better so. culture afterwards? I mean, yeah, they're all fucking old white people, but it's kind of sad to say that there, there's no changing their mind. Like they will continue down this this destructive, self destructive path. It's not destructive for anyone else but themselves because you have the rest of the country, people our age, millennials and, you know, people who are even forties or younger, who acknowledge that yeah, marijuana is not going to make you into a cocaine addict, yeah. like if you use it a couple of times recreationally. And we see we see the the response from somebody like Jeff Sessions where it's like, well it's equivalent kind of thing. And they're like, no it's not. Like we know that. Like we did it ourselves. Like our kids do it. Like it's it's legal in in more and more states every single year, yeah. and it's not it's not going to destroy culture as we understand eventually. it. If anything, it's going to mellow us the fuck out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's going to mellow us the fuck out, which is kind of what we need. Yeah, in this I day agree. And age. Totally. I don't think there's anything wrong with being opposed to it, but I, you, I don't think you can be. I don't think you can expect anyone to take you seriously if you are vehemently against it and refuse to listen to other people's arguments as to why they are for it. Refuse to listen to science. Yeah. Like, if you're just like, well, science is lying to us. It's like, what the fuck? No, that's not... Science is not about, like, making your political argument for you. Science yeah. is about, like, use, using using data and statistical analysis to come to the best possible conclusion, even if it runs counter to your political opposition. Yeah. Like, you have to acknowledge... Like, science can prove you wrong. Like, and if you say, well, no, I'm not going to allow science to prove me wrong, well, then you've kind of just well, shut down the conversation. And <laughs> and that's just the way it is, you know? Agreed. So, wow, yeah. we have really burned up. <laughs> we, we've, oh, really, we've really smoked that reefer down yeah. to, the, to the core. Yeah. <laughs> down to that roach clip now. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything that you want to I do, but, but I, <laughs> anything that I want to, um, you know what? Nothing, nothing that can be summed up and, you know, we and probably, then, we yeah. could probably go on cause this is like the whole racism thing. That's actually a really interesting thing that I'm going to come back to at, okay. at some future point, but it's, it's a longer conversation than That's fine. our time allots for. So, well, I feel good. I feel good. I'm happy that we got over 30 minutes or 35 minutes like last time. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Alright, so light it up. 
Yeah, I love. Until next time.